Chapter 9 The One to Beat The USA Mobile Outdoor Track and Field Championships is a very high-profile event. That year, 1991, the Athletics Congress National Track Championships would, for the first time, include an amputee exhibition, and I would be participating in it. Two weeks after graduating from high school, I found myself on Randall's Island in New York City, along with most of the biggest names in my sport, including Dennis Oler. I was eager to run against him again. Despite my pledge to myself, I had placed second to him the summer before in my first senior division race at the U.S. AAA National Championships in Bowling Green, Ohio, where I ran the 100 meters in 12.6 seconds and the 200 meters in 26.7 seconds. The Randall's Island event was quite a spectacle. I had previously witnessed a meet of this caliber only on television. Actually, being a part of it was mind-blowing. Media presence was everywhere. Newspaper reporters and photographers and television crews everywhere. There were hordes of fans coming to see the top athletes in track and field. Olympic gold medalist Carl Lewis was there. I had a photo on the desk in my bedroom of Oler and Lewis running side by side. It is one of the photos I had hanging in my dorm room at Hofstra University to give me inspiration during the meet in New York City in 1989. Every day I would look at it and imagine myself in the ad rather than Oler. That was a fantasy, but being here with both of them in attendance was a dream come true. I noticed someone down toward the end of the 100-meter straight also warming up. He was an abled body athlete, African-American, chiseled and fast as a gazelle. I got a closer look, and I realized it was none other than Carl Lewis himself. I decided to push my next wind sprint down the track a little further, timing it to when Lewis would be coming toward me. We then ran right past each other. When I turned around to walk back, Lewis was doing the same. As we passed each other, we made eye contact. He nodded and smiled. I was too much in awe to even say hello. Someone later told me that when Lewis was on the track, he usually never broke his concentration. He was always all business. To get this kind of acknowledgement, no matter how seemingly small, was very special. I felt honored and elated. Not long after, it was time for the 100 exhibition to start. This event was an ideal showcase for Oler. He was experienced, unflappable, and in his element. I was still green and somewhat starstruck. I still had a long way to go up the ladder to reach Oler. In Ohio, he had beaten me in the 100 meters by almost a full second, which at that distance is an eternity. To call me a long shot in this race would be an understatement. Although Coach Rowe and I had cut two full seconds off my 100-meter time, I had never run the distance in under 12 seconds, which put me nearly a half-second behind Oler's world record time. As he settled into his starting blocks in lane one, and I settled into mine in lane seven, he undoubtedly wasn't thinking about me. Why would he? He was seasoned, experienced, and had not lost a race in seven years. I was just a kid with a newly inked high school diploma, still working on my technique. 
At this distance, every single move a runner makes is significant. One tiny misstep could be the difference between the first place and last. Starts had been the weakest part of my race. Before Roe became my coach, I had begun every race from a standing position, body upright, knees bent, the pose usually assumed by middle-distance runners, who don't need an explosive launch. Sprinters, on the other hand, use the sprinter's start. They coil down with the balls of their feet planted in the starting blocks and their upper body supported on both arms. But I can't do that. Without hands, my arms aren't long enough to reach the track. Coach Rowe insisted that if I wanted faster times, I needed to figure out how to achieve a four-point stance. My father had come up with a simple, creative solution. He covered a pair of sealed, empty one-gallon paint cans with thick rubber to rest my hands on.